If you'd like to follow along in your Bibles, I will be reading from Luke 1, 39 to 56. Very familiar verses. We pray for the Spirit's guidance. Our Lord and our God, as we read again the history of your son's birth, your son's coming to earth here, I just pray that our soul magnifies the Lord. I pray that we never grow tired of hearing the good news of the Messiah arriving. Lord, let us draw peace from these verses. In Jesus' name, amen. Luke 1, starting in verse 39. In those days, Mary arose and went with haste into the hill country to a town in Judah. And she entered the house of Zechariah and greeted Elizabeth. And when Elizabeth heard the greeting of Mary, the baby leaped in her womb. And Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit, and she exclaimed with a loud cry, Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the fruit of your womb. And why is this granted to me, that the mother of my Lord should come to me? For behold, when the sound of your joy greeting came to my ears, the baby in my womb leaped for joy. And blessed is she who believed that there would be a fulfillment of what was spoken to her from the Lord. And Mary said, My soul magnifies the Lord, and my spirit rejoices in God my Savior. For he has looked on the humble estate of his servant. For behold, from now on all generations will call me blessed. For he who is mighty has done great things for me, and holy is his name, and his mercy is for those who fear him from generation to generation. He has shown strength with his arm. He has scattered the proud in the thoughts of their hearts. He has brought down the mighty from their thrones and exalted those of humble estate. He has filled the hungry with good things, and the rich he has sent away empty. He has helped his servant Israel in remembrance of his mercy, as he spoke to our fathers, to Abraham, and to his offspring forever. And Mary remained with her about three months and returned to her home. You may be seated. Again, I never get tired of hearing these verses. I remember from young on hearing them even in the Catholic Church where we didn't hear a lot of scripture, but around Christmas time we did hear a lot of these verses. But what do we draw from these verses? What really is the spirit, the spirit of the Christmas season? Is it watching some of the movies? It's a wonderful life, miracle on what, 34th Street? getting together with family and friends like I'm doing today with my brothers and sisters. Picking out a Christmas tree, decorating the tree. Giving presents. 
I think the spirit of Christmas can be in all of those things. When we express the love for our Savior through showing love to others, celebrating with others, rejoicing with others. It's always the condition of our hearts. I think we can share God's love through all those things. And then all, many of those things, all of them are blessings from God. Family, friends, caring enough about people to buy them gifts. Can it take away from God? Of course it can. Anything can. It starts with our hearts and our intentions. We see the perfect example of the Christmas spirit in Mary. We're going to look at that today. Remember, God was silent for about 400 years, 425 years, I think, exactly, or something like that. No word from God, the prophets are silent, no dreams, no visions. The nation of Israel was still occupied. The Pharisees and the Sadducees had grown in power, and you remember what Jesus said about them. Brood of vipers, snakes, doing your father's work, Satan's work. All was not well in Israel, yet there were the faithful. The faithful, that starts in Luke 1, 5, 6. And they were both righteous before God, walking blamelessly in all the commandments and statutes of the Lord. But they had no child because Elizabeth was barren and both were advanced in years. God still had people with the spirit, the spirit of love for God in their hearts. You have Zachariah and Elizabeth. That silence was broken. Verse 13, but the angel said to him, Do not be afraid, Zechariah, for your prayer has been heard, and your wife Elizabeth will bear you a son, and you shall call his name John, and you will have joy and gladness, and many will rejoice at his birth. After these days, his wife Elizabeth conceived, and for five months she kept herself hidden, saying, Thus the Lord has done for me in the days when he looked on me to take away my reproach among people. Remember, if you were childless at that time, they felt it was because your parents sinned or you sinned. It was a curse on a family. And here he was, a priest, a priest of God with no children. But the silence was broken. Mary didn't know. Elizabeth lived 70 miles away. The people around saw that there was a miracle. Zachariah couldn't speak. Did they just keep it to themselves that maybe it's just because he's getting old and feeble and really wants a child? Surely we know 70 miles isn't that far for word to travel over time. But Mary didn't know. 
It tells us, in the sixth month, an angel Gabriel was sent from God to a city of Galilee named Nazareth, to a virgin betrothed to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David, and the virgin's name was Mary. And he came to her and said, Greetings, O favored one, the Lord is with you. But she was greatly troubled at the saying and tried to discern what sort of greeting this might be. And the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. And Behold, you will conceive in your womb and bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. And the Lord God will give him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over the house of Israel forever, and his kingdom will have no end. And Mary said to the angel, How, how will this be? since I am a virgin. And the angel answered her, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you, shadow you. Therefore the child to be born will be called Holy, the Son of God. And behold, your relative Elizabeth in her old age has also conceived a son. And this is the sixth month with her who was called barren, for nothing will be impossible with God. And Mary said, Behold, I am the servant of the Lord. Let it be to me according to your word. And the angel departed from her. Notice Mary's heart right from the get-go. I am a servant of the Lord, let it be according to your word. There's a union between Elizabeth and Mary. They've both been blessed. They've both been given signs. Zachariah couldn't speak till the child was to be born. Mary would see her Elizabeth, who was beyond childbearing years, going to have a child. And that brings us to the verses today. In those days, Mary arose and went with haste into the hill country to a town of Judah. She went to visit Elizabeth. Why do you think she went? You know, for both these women, it wasn't an easy task the Lord had laid upon them. Zachariah and Elizabeth prayed for years and years and years to have a child. More than likely, they had given up. They remained faithful. And now they would have a child. Mary believed the angel... She said, I'm the Lord's servant. I know this is going to happen. However, look at the circumstances. She's not married. She's betrothed. In time, she would start to show. What would the neighbors think? What would her parents think? Would they believe her? But she claimed she was a chosen one from God. Yeah, she was from the line of David. Yeah, a lot of people were. A lot of young women were. 
I think she wanted that reassurance. Yeah, she believed the angel, but you know, with us, we always doubt a little bit. It's our sinful nature. What are other people going to think? They're going to think I went off the deep end. You're, you know, Christianity is fine. Just don't get carried away too much with it. There was one person who would understand. That'd be Elizabeth. And the baby leaped in her womb. Now, they believe this was far beyond the normal kicking a fetus does. We've all seen that, felt it. I think the girls are practicing their Taekwondo inside mom's stomach. But she's speaking under the influence of the Holy Spirit. I believe this is a supernatural sign. And Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. She claimed with a loud cry, Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the fruit of your womb. And why is this granted to me, that the mother of my Lord should come to me? For behold, when the sound of your greeting came to my ears, the baby in my womb leaped for joy. Why did that baby leap for joy? We know why. Luke 1.15 For he will be great before the Lord, and he must not drink wine or strong drink, and he will be filled with the Holy Spirit even from his mother's birth. John was full of the Holy Spirit. Even as he was still being formed in his mother's womb. And he recognized Jesus in his vicinity. And that is why he leaped for joy to praise his Savior, as should we. As should we. You know, this is John's first proclamation to the world that he is the forerunner of Jesus. He's preparing the hearts of Mary and Elizabeth that, yes, the children you bear are the children of promise, the children of fulfillment. You truly are blessed among women. You know, God never has us walk this earth alone. He always brings us faithful people to walk alongside of us, to strengthen us, to give us hope, to reinsure us. That's what Elizabeth is to Mary, and Mary is to Elizabeth. It's a wonderful, wonderful response from Mary. We see her heart in what she says. And this truly is the heart of Christmas, the spirit of Christmas. And Mary said, my soul magnifies the Lord. You know, just put, instead of Mary, say, I magnify the Lord. And my spirit rejoices in the God, my Savior, who has looked on the humble estate of his servant, For behold, from now on all generations will call me blessed. For he who is mighty has done great things for me, and holy is his name. 
and his mercy is for those who fear him from generation to generation. He has shown strength with his arm. He has scattered the proud in thoughts of their hearts. He has brought down the mighty from their thrones and exalted those of humble estate. He has filled the hungry with good things, and the rich he has sent away empty. He has helped his servant Israel in remembrance of his mercy. As he spoke to our fathers, to Abraham, and to his offspring forever. And then Mary stayed with Elizabeth for three more months. You know, let's look at this prayer a little closer. First off, it's heartfelt. It comes from the depths of her being. For my soul magnifies the Lord, and my spirit rejoices in God my Savior. Her joy comes from her innermost being. She knows God. She is a true believer. The Spirit just takes control of her. My soul, my spirit magnifies the Lord. You know, true worship comes from our inner being. We can't really explain it. We just know how loving our God is. We know how truthful His Word is. And it's because the Spirit is living within us. And we understand that God's grace that has been given to us is a source of our worship. We know that He came into the world to be our propitiation for our sins. We know that we're forgiven. And our love, our love should be expressed to God. It's a continual love. Our God magnifies the Lord. We rejoice in the God of our creation. When we have that depth in our spirit, it is emotional. The love is overwhelming. Does God's word word overwhelm you at times? When you're reading and contemplating it? Do you recognize its greatness and its comfort that it brings emotional response of what a loving God he is? It should. It continues, for he has looked on the humble estate of his servant. For behold, from now on all generations will call me blessed. For he who is mighty has done great things for me, and his and holy is his name. Our humble estate while well, we are still sinners. But now all generations will even call us blessed because we will be with the Lord. 
because we'll be part of the blessed family of God. But notice Mary, she knew her humble estate. Like I say, a Jewish teenager most likely. Just like many other in that nation. The line of David like many others. But she knows where the blessing comes. She knows that people will call her blessed. But she also knows that it's not of what she has done. For he who is mighty has done great things for me. She knows this is a gift of God. And she'll be called blessed for it, but it's not what she did. It's what God has done to her. Chose her, just as he chose us. He has done mighty for all of us by giving us salvation. And she says that his mercy is for those who fear him from generation to generation. Again, another lesson. God is for those who fear him and recognize him. That they must bow the knee to him. He's a blessing to the world from generation to generation. We must recognize that our God is for all people. Salvation is for all people. And that way, that's why our outward blessing to people is to demonstrate our inward love for our Savior and our God. Perhaps our saying should be when people say Merry Christmas, we should say, do you know your Savior Jesus Christ? And if not, I will share them with you. You know what? Mary's praise is just like Psalm 107. It's what God has done to the world. She sums up God's whole plan. Starting in verse 50, And his mercy is for those who fear him from generation to generation. He has shown strength with his arm. He has scattered the proud in the thoughts of their hearts. He has brought down mighty from their thrones and exalted those of humble estates. He has filled the hungry with good things and the rich he sent away empty. He has helped his servant Israel in remembrance of his mercy as he spoke to our fathers, to Abraham and to his offspring forever. Again, Mary knows the silent years are over. She knows that now that the Messiah comes, has come, generation after generation will be blessed. He has not abandoned his people. He will never abandon us. He will never abandon his elect. You know, the silent years for us are never over. We have God's word. We can study it. We hear it expounded. It's our duty to mature as believers, to carry it into this world for others. And our greatest thing concerning this birth 
is why he came. He came to die for us that we might have life. Yeah, Mary, she was used for a specific task to bear Jesus. That's a great gift, but the gift of salvation is even greater. She's blessed because she will continually be with the Lord just as we will when we believe. So what the Lord God has done to us, the Lord God has done great things for us. That's the most important thing. And our response should be, how must we serve you, Lord? That's why I say with the Christmas spirit, it can be in all of the things we do over the season. But our love for our Savior should shine through everything we do. Then we are glorifying God. We are praising God. And again, it's easy to get tempted, to get carried away with the superficial. But that's in anything. It's a condition of our heart. What has God done for you? Are you sure of it? Then your soul, like Mary's, will magnify the Lord, the God of your salvation. Now that's the spirit of Christmas, and that should be the spirit of all believers year-round. Let us pray. Our Lord and our God, as Mary has said, my soul magnifies the Lord. Lord, let us sing of your glory. Let us sing of the, of the great things you have done for us. Let us enjoy this Christmas season in spite of of the world we live in, just as Mary rejoiced in spite of being in bondage as a people, having corrupt leaders as they did in Israel. She still magnified the Lord. He is our King. He is our Savior. And our joy and our peace and our comfort must come from Him and none other. Teach us that this season, Lord, in Jesus' name.